Welcome back to another Full Life Conversation. We are in part two of a great conversation with Mary Del Venegas, who, yes, happens to be my mom, about dealing with aging parents and making the most of your last days. As we conclude a teaching series entitled Stages of Life and Faith on our mobile worship service, you can find that at weareasbury.com and click the mobile worship button. And if you want to hear this week's message, just use the link in the show notes. If you haven't heard it, you'll want to go back and hear part one of this two-part episode. But once again, here's my mom, Mary Del Venegas. Mom, we like to talk about a lot of different things, but one of the things that we talk a lot about is, is awakening. And it's part of our, as part of our vision here at Asbury, but when you think of the word awakening, what, what comes to mind? Awakening. When you're awakening, you have to think about what it is that is making your mind think on things that are worthy. Awakening should mean a beginning but also a continuation mm. of the purpose that you have. Mm. Wow. Awakening can be something fresh and wonderful and new, but at the same time, it could be just reawakening to what you already knew and you've already experienced and you continue mm. that. It can be something fresh and new, but it can be something that you've experienced before, renewed in your life. Oh, I love that, Ms. Venegas. That's that's so well said. And that sounds to me like a lot of a lot of time with the Lord, a lot of time in ministry, and a lot of wisdom uh, that comes through living faithfully for years. And that I just love that. It's yeah. it can be fresh and new, and it can be something that. Uh, is renewed when we when we think on it again. You know, we talk about awakening sometimes in terms of that initial awakening we have to Christ when we say yes to Him for the first time. But but this desire that we all have that we believe the Lord has for us too is not only that we would awaken to Christ, but that we would live an awakened life. And mm -hmm. I think that you exemplify that in so many ways. Yeah. Uh, at this at this point of your life. And I think that is such an encouragement to anybody who might be listening, regardless of what stage of life they're in. Mm -hmm. um, that's definitely something that I want to always aspire to as, as far as it depends on me. And as far as I can do that, and I have the opportunity, I want to continue to engage in the work that God has placed before me. And this is just such a great conversation because it's giving me a real visual of what, of what that can look like. I also think about adults that are in your, your age and your stage of life. And I think of some of them that, that maybe have floundered wondering, do I have purpose anymore? And I think this can be such an encouragement mm -hmm. to them. Yeah. Um, and, and how you're walking that out so faithfully with what the Lord has placed in your hands. And I'm just grateful for the way you're doing that and the way you're sharing that with us. That's part of what we want to do here is we want to have conversations here 
that hopefully prompt other conversations in other circles. Yeah. So maybe people can can sit down with a small group and, and talk about, Hey, this is how this stage of life is affecting me. And, and I just think it's a beautiful inroad to more conversations. Mm-hmm. So this is just, I'm just loving this. This is so rich. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for those words. I think there are seasons of awakening too. seasons of, you know, God revealing himself to us in, in different ways. And what is a season in your life that you can remember experiencing awakening, you know, you can clearly remember it's, 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 it's kind of one of those moments in your life. You just, you can look back on and go, God really showed up. I can remember, and I've talked a little bit about this in previous podcasts, but I can remember when we first moved to Haleyville and how faithful he was to us. And we moved to Haleyville with nothing, but, but God showed up as our provider. You know, what is the time in your life, mom, when felt like God showed up in your life? Oh, Nathan, there are so many times uh, that I could share with you, and some I would rather not share with you, really. But uh, I I think of the time when he gave the opportunity to actually go to the mission field. Hmm. I think that had been a dream of mine. And uh, when that became a reality, that was probably a time when the Lord was so very special to me because that was something that I had felt as a young person that he wanted me to do. And when he allowed me to do that, it's very hard to explain how that affected my life, and hopefully you kids, you know, the three of you, I hope that it affected your life in a good way. Just to know that that the Lord can use you uh, is the most wonderful thing to experience. And and that still happens. It's not Mm -hmm. just on the mission field. And I learned that when I came back here and found out that he could use me here just as well as he could use me on the mission field. Wow. And so it's just a a surrender to whatever he brings into your life or whatever happens in your life, that he is still sovereign over all of the things that can happen. Mm. And he still can use you. That I I wondered for a while, you know, after we came back to Haleville, if the Lord would be able to use me. Anymore, and yet he he blessed me so much with that opportunity. Yeah, I think it would have been really easy, Mom, for for you to just kind of throw up your hands, especially in that season after you and Dad split up, to just throw up your hands and say, "Oh, I give up. I'm just going to live my life and be done with it." And because I'm, I, you know, I don't feel like I can be used because of what men decided on or what the decisions that human beings made to affect your life and our lives. I think it was really brave of you to, to really just say, Lord, I'm trusting you and I'm Mm -hmm. holding this life with an open hand and whatever you choose to do with it, with us, with me, we want to live in that. If you hadn't done that, I don't know where we would be. Mm -hmm. Nathan, before I ever knew you before I ever knew 
life as a married person, uh, the Lord gave me a song uh, when I was at the university. It started out, I didn't understand why he gave me these words, but later on I was able to understand. And it, it says, born to have a broken heart, so better I may see the broken hearts around me filled with grief and agony. And what the Lord gave me, it was like a heads up, you know, I'm going to break your heart, but because I, you will have a broken heart, you will be able to understand other people who have broken hearts. And the words of that song have come back to me many times. And I'm so thankful that he gave that to me before I ever knew what was going to happen in the future. Wow. That is stunning. That is beautiful. Well, and it's, it really makes a lot of sense because I, you know, I have experienced seeing that heart of compassion in you, but for you to be able to hear that as a college student. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. One more time for Krista. Where did you go to, 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 to college? <laughs> the University of Alabama. Yes. Oh, thank goodness. I found my people. <laughs> I figured I'd hear a good roll tide out of that one. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to refrain. But okay, roll tide. Sorry. <laughs> that is so powerful. You know what I think is, I mean, that, that was, thank you for sharing that. Yes. That yeah. was um, for you to share something that the Lord personally gave you, um, that's incredible. I think one of the things that really touched me when you said that is that you have still held on to those words for how many decades to the point where you can just call them to mind yeah, and speak them over Nathan. And that's, I mean, that's incredible. You've clearly held on to that word from the Lord since a college student. That's amazing. I think about our college students today and, you know, how much you, Garrett, have poured into them and and how much they're just growing, you know, like wildfire. So many are on, on fire. I think of Sam, mm -hmm. who I get to work with all the time and how on fire he is. Just to hear the words the Lord spoke into a college student. And yeah, mm -hmm. that's right in the 1960s and to know he's still speaking those same words yeah. today into our college students, just giving them that same heart of, hey, I'm going to break your heart so that you can see the brokenhearted. This is a major understatement, but I think you're really cool. Yes. <laughs> you're awesome. <laughs> Y'all are so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you being patient with me because I'm having a hard time seeing and hearing, but y'all are coming through. But thank goodness the Lord is helping me hear you. Yes. That's awesome. That's yes. awesome. You know, part of what I've been hearing in this conversation, Ms. Venegas, uh, especially between you and Nathan is, is something that we talk about here on this podcast and really what we see the Lord doing in our church. And that is, we want to cultivate a, a culture of honor 
And so much of what I have uh, really been hearing and witnessing uh, is just how this how this can work in such an authentic way uh, between mother and son in this case, different stages of life, a stage of life that brings its own, every stage of life brings its own challenges, but for the one you're in, it's bringing unique challenges. We've said before, we are always going into a stage of life that we've never done before, <laughs> obviously. And, but just the, just the honor that I hear uh, son to mother and mother to son, I think is something for us all to hear as we seek to be people who honor one another because the Lord has been so good to us and we want to honor one another with our words and with our actions. And that isn't just a nice compliment. Like we can, we, we live in the South. So we aren't just talking about when we talk about speaking honor, we're not just talking about giving somebody a compliment. We mean from a, from a place in a deep reservoir of what it means to experience the love and kindness and compassion of the father, then we want to honor others with our words and our actions. And there's been one Psalm in particular that I don't know about you, Miss Venegas, but there sometimes I feel like the Lord just has me camp out in a passage of scripture for a while. And for quite some time, it's been Psalm 145. And as I've just been listening to this conversation and soaking it all in, just want to read just a little bit of, of Psalm 145, uh, three through five. I think this really speaks to to part of maybe the heart of what we're getting at. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise his greatness. No one can fathom. One generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. And it goes on down in verse eight to say, the Lord is gracious and compassionate. He's slow to anger and rich in love. Mm. And Amen. part of what I believe uh, is so important for us in every phase of life, certainly what I'm seeing here today is just how we commend the works of the Lord uh, between generations, uh, you're commending that to us and we are just soaking it up like sponges. And we want to be able to do that for others. And just it is about sharing together what the Lord is doing uh, in our midst that we get to testify to his goodness in the midst of it. We get to experience his compassion and then we we share that with others. And that that creates something that is attractive to the world and people who don't know Jesus, not because we're so good, but because he is. And so we are just to be image bearers of his. We are to carry the light and love of Christ by his grace and in his is rich mercy. And I just love the, the honor that I sense in this conversation and what a precedent that could set mm -hmm. uh, for, for others who might be listening of how to have these conversations. It's, I hear absolutely we want to be real. We don't need to be afraid of that. We're rooted in the Lord. So that gives us something uh, to hold on to. But I hear such honor uh, for you, for each other, between you and Nathan. And I think that's something to, for all of us to think about uh, in this, yeah. in this particular conversation. Thank you for those words. I don't want to make him feel awkward, but... Don't worry, Mom. Uh, we, we've been there long. We've been there for a while now. I, I think okay. you, you probably figured out that he is a very strong blessing in my life. Mm -hmm. yes. And uh, I am very thankful. Yeah. So many times Nathan has, has been uh, a wonderful, strong, helpful, 
person in yeah. my life, even though he is my son, he he is very worthy mm. in my life. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. It's obvious anybody that knows him to know how much he deeply cares and, uh, for you, for yes. you. And uh, it sounds like he's definitely been a rock for you mm-hmm. in a lot of seasons. That's beautiful. I'm really thankful that my kids, you know, get to know you. Mm. Um, what a blessing it is for for them to know their G-mom and and to be excited all every time we get to go and see you and which is not as often as as I'd like but but they truly do love their G-mom and um I'm just really really thankful that they have you in their life and uh to be able to to think about you fondly and mm-hmm. talk about you and you know they love being able to just text you or I know Bennett has FaceTimed you many times. Oh. So I just, I'm, I'm grateful that you're there for them. Well, I think you know how I feel about them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I'm thankful that, that we do have times together. Uh, every grandmother would be so blessed to have mm-hmm. those times like we have sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that some of the things that they enjoy the most about coming to your house is getting to watch a movie in the in the same room where <laughs> you have classes and where I sleep um, <laughs> but to be able to watch a movie and and you're always you're always like up serving going to get popcorn and just bringing in like ice cream floats and <laughs> just, oh wow they love they just love you know getting to be at your house and and enjoying just how you and you're always just so gracious and serving them and they just love you. Well, I think, you know, the feeling is more than mutual. (laughs) (laughs) Well, mom, this has been such a gift and such a treasure uh, that sure. I'll, I'll always just absolutely cherish. Um, But I, more than anything, I just, I pray for, you know, people who are, you know, walking through this season with their parents. And, and I also pray for people in the the season of just making the, the most of, of your last days, which is so clear that you are in, in every way possible making the most of yeah. these days. Yeah. Um, not just for your own enjoyment of life, but to do it in a way that honors God and mm. do it in a way that, that really brings l- glory to him and mm-hmm. points people to him. Yeah. Just really grateful. Yeah. Thank you for just being an example of just steadfastness to people in other stages of life. Thank you for yes. that. And praise the Lord for that. Well, thank you all very much for letting me share some things with you and for listening so patiently. Well, we have enjoyed every moment of it. Yes. I w- did want to ask you, Have is this your first podcast? You've had a lot of experiences, but is this the first podcast you've been on? Yes, ma'am. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Yep. <laughs> Add that to the list of incredible life experiences, That's right? right? That's right. <laughs> 
I guess I can chalk another one up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's so great. I just have been sitting here wondering about that. Yeah, it's, it's incredible what we can do these days. We live in a strange age, don't we? <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> That's for sure. It's amazing. I thought we could close. Maybe, Mom, if you could pray for pray for us, pray for those who are in that same life stage, pray mm-hmm. for children who are walking with aging parents. And would you mind praying for us? Sure. Father God. You are so great. You allow so many things, Father God, in this world that we live in. Lord, we want to lift up those who are hurting right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe sons and daughters and parents who are not communicating. Father God, those that are going through trials and, and really hard times physically and emotionally, Lord, we just want to lift them up to you and ask you to touch them, Lord, in any way that would seem the best for for them, Father Mm -hmm. God. We know that only good comes from you. Uh And Lord, we're so thankful for the privilege of sharing with other people your love for us. And I thank you so much for these young people who are sharing their time and, and listening to other people and Lord, I just thank you for Asbury Church and all that it has meant in the life of my son and in mine, too, Father God. I thank you so much for that. There's just so much to thank you for, Father. And we ask that you take what we've done today and use it Mm -hmm. in any way that would be pleasing to you. But because we ask it in Jesus' name, amen. 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 It's been so delightful this just to get to know you a been. little bit. Really, really. It's been a, a joy. You're so sweet. I appreciate you. I really enjoy seeing you on my computer on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. Very good. Very good services. Oh, are you talking about mobile? Yeah. I love it when this young guy preaches. Yes. <laughs> You're talking about Nathan. I, was like, I don't preach. No, that, Nathan, that, that's where I figured that out. Nathan doesn't preach. <laughs> Dude, let's talk about Garrett for a minute. Say. I know exactly what you're going to say. Uh, I remember the first time I, you, you asked, or I said something about Garrett, and you said, oh, is he the guy with the baggage? Miss <laughs> <laughs> Venegas, I'm using that teaching, the suitcase. I'm using that next week. Not at Asbury, but somewhere else. So oh, really? I'll think of you as I do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Will they record it? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> That's, That's great. so fun. Wow. Mom, thank you. Thank you so much, Ms. Venegas. Thank you. I thank you. And I'm sorry you had so much trouble, Nathan, getting it going. I'm not, I hope it comes out okay. (laughs) Oh, I think we'll be all right. I think we'll be great. (laughs) Love y'all. Love you too. Love you too, Ms. Venegas. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Where it went down was when she said the song God gave her as a college student. We all, I was, I was, like, I was like, that was the first time I was like, oh no. I yeah. was like, I'm, this is going to be Mm-mm. emotional. Like, yeah. Mm-mm. Dude, that was really good. I was like, I was not expecting I was like, that because I had, oh dude, I had not heard 
Um, no, when she said that, I was like, shoot. Because I was like, we're getting a window into the depth of yeah of her journey. And that's coming from her at that age. I was like, yeah, we have no defenses for that. That's yeah. like, that's, that's really cool. That's really cool, dude. Well, now I want to go sit in the room where all the things happen and... And like sit at the table where she teaches and where you have your blow up mattress and the kids get popcorn and ice cream floats. I want an ice cream float, Dad. I just want to go sit in the room. Oh man, did you? Oh, that was so. She good. has. You can tell she knows Jesus. Yeah. You can tell she knows Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. one of those people that you're like, yeah, you're not talking about him like you know him. Like just you can tell. What a testimony to She's deep. staying in the game. Oh, you know, dude. In it to win it, the long haul, and she is doing what she can. Very obvious that she knows the Lord. Very obvious. I kept thinking, what, like, what would be a word? I thought of several words I could use to describe her, but I think graciousness mm-hmm. or gracious would be a word just in her demeanor and just looking at her face, which we had the benefit of seeing that our listeners don't get the benefit of there. There's just a real peace yeah, and a grace that is, that is not diluted through a computer screen. Yeah. Yeah. And that is the ongoing work of the spirit. I believe in somebody's life that we get to, that we get to see. Um, yeah. It's just beautiful. And so many times in that conversation, I was just so moved to tears, literally yeah. moved to tears. Yeah. I, I loved when you asked her, what's the time you've experienced awakening? And you further explained that. And she said, oh, Nathan, <laughs> there's just, <laughs> and you could tell she was like, I, I mean, sorting through dozens of times in her brain. And one thing that really stood out to me about the entire conversation was she had the exact opposite of this I need to get more done in this stage of life. I need to accomplish more things. She had this, God's done so much for me. Right. Like, I just feel so thankful that he's done. I mean, she just went on and on and she just exuded this sense of gratitude for how God's moved. Mm-hmm. And that's just beautiful. There's a, the word that I, I think of is just content, you know, it's just a sense of contentment that, yeah. um, has just been a really good example um, because I'm, you know, contentment is, is something that I've, I've continually, which yeah, you know, obviously, you know, the, the Lord does a work in us and it's a process, but I feel like contentment is one that's been harder for me to learn, Yeah, from, yeah. you know, but I can always, I can always, when I think of contentment, I think of, I think of her um, just because of, you know, she's always had that. The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. That's beautiful. You mm-hmm. could tell she has that, man. You know, like there's this embodiment, physical embodiment of Psalm 23. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And she mentioned the word assurance, and I really that really resonated with me. Just the assurance and the contentment and peace that that comes along with that. It was very hope-filled to me because our world may say at different stages of life, 
in order to be successful or whatever word we would put in there, mm-hmm. it would need to look like this, which we know is right. not our standard uh, as people who are practicing walking and living in the way of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit through God's grace. We know that we have a different way of approaching That's that. That's right, we do. But just to see someone who is so obviously walking in her calling at this season of her life, and that is where she gets her sense of purpose and fulfillment. Yeah. We don't we don't have to look for that outside of ourselves. We can really just, I believe what your mom has done is just prayed and had a continuing conversation and Mm -hmm. relationship with Jesus and listening and relying on him and look at where you play that out over the decades. And this is what happens. Yeah. Yeah. And that gives me such hope for myself and for others in that stage of life, that gives me, that gives me something to look to yeah. and aspire That's a good to, way of saying that. Yeah. to yeah. say, okay, this is, the world is going to say it needs to look like this Yeah. when I hit these different mile markers along the way. But I think part of what I'll be pondering for a while is just um, how, how your mom's life and, and how she not just has lived, but is living. Right. Yeah. Speaks to, I don't want to slow down. I don't want to strive in my own sense of accomplishment, like you were talking about, Garrett, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to slow down because there is no stage of life where we're discounted from service to the Lord. Right. And your mom is a walking, living testimony to that. Yeah. Yeah. That is such a, it's very well put. It's very well put. Um, We talk to the college students like, probably our theme probably in the college ministry of the last couple of years has been that when you buy into the biblical narrative, it forces you to live your twenties by a different rubric. Mm. And when I think about what you just said, Krissa, I mean, it's really true of every stage of life Yeah, that the way that the world would say we measure the success or value of any given season is just so different than what the Bible would have us live out. Yeah. And I think you're right that seeing somebody living the last chapter by a different rubric is extremely convicting. Yes. Mm. And it's like, it calls me higher. Like, and especially with this chapter, I don't know if, I don't know. I've probably not met tons of people that I'm like, wow, their last stage, they're finishing like this. Yeah. Um, That is deeply convicting of, I need to live this stage that way then. Yeah. Like, right. We talked about, disappointment Mm. with Clint and Amy, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the last two episodes. And, and I think about how we have that choice to allow the disappointments in life to define us. Yeah. Yeah. And how she clearly has chosen to not let the major disappointments in her life to define her. Yeah. Yeah. She very well could have thrown her hands up and say, I give up, but, there was such a trust in the Lord and mm-hmm. there's always been such a trust in the Lord and her. It's been so evident Yeah. Um, that, you know, it's almost like she didn't, she wasn't even able to choose to, de- to be defined by anything else but Jesus. Mm. Wow. I love, I love your kids. 
get to see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you said that, I was like, hey, man, I love mm-hmm. that your kids get to see that. Something I forgot to mention, but something that uh, I love they, that they get to do and we we all get to do when we go there is 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 pray together before we go to bed. And that's something that that we we have not done as a family, mm-hmm. you know, faithfully. So whenever we go, like last time we went, Callum was like, all right, guys, let's let's circle up. <laughs> oh, that's great. You that's know, so cool. Let's pray together. Look at that. You know, and um, I was like, wow, that's awesome. And remind me, your mom, when your kids were baptized, like recently Bennett was mm-hmm, baptized mm-hmm. and your mom has a tradition that she's done. And maybe you could share that oh, again, yeah. just since we were able to share with her. Yeah, she's whenever they got baptized, each one of them, she each gave them a, a Bible with their name engraved on it. And and that was, you know, such a gift. And Bennett recently got baptized, my youngest, right after she turned 10. Yeah, it was such a gift to be able to mm-hmm. to see her give that to them, too. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. So. Wow. Wow. I've loved that. One mm. of the other takeaways I have from that conversation was the willingness that your mom had to start a hard conversation and it not be about fear or anything like that. I think Mm -hmm. because of where she is with the Lord and she alluded to that as well, she recognizes that, but she was able to do that in a way of a, a topic and a conversation that can be, can be really tricky or complex or, fear producing or anxiety producing, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever right. the, I mean, it really can be any of those and maybe all of those. And that really struck me as well. Just watching your interaction with each other, particularly around that piece of the conversation. And I just was sitting here through my mind, taking note, this is, this is a model for, yeah, for how to do this. And, and it, it wasn't, like this really complex thing. It was just being real and authentic. Mm-hmm. And so it didn't have to be scary or anything like that. That's really one of my big takeaways about that, particularly as we focus on yeah. what it means to be in this stage of life, which affects everybody um, from a different vantage point. So as I'm in my early fifties and I look ahead in my own life and Greg and I look ahead in our own lives, like what are, examples we can take from just mm-hmm. this interchange of of how we how we can do have those kind of conversations yeah uh, with with others yeah I can remember when her doctor was recommending this you know watchman put in her you know mm-hmm. and just her going I don't want to go through that you know yeah. I'm good like whatever happens and I was like well who am I to tell you no, you need to go have that surgery. You're not going to, you know, all these, this list of, you know, reasons, you know, do you want to see your, I didn't even, I felt like, who am I to, to, yeah. to, to even do that, to even say that, to even put that on her. Sure. If she's really feeling content about where she is in life, I mean, sure, I could have been, well, don't you want to see your grandchildren get married? Don't you want to, you know, all those things. It's yeah. like. I could have, yeah, you know, but again, it was one of those that feels selfish to me. Well, it, it speaks to, to, to the wisdom and level of respect you have for her 
that you wouldn't in that moment when it we could all understand maybe coming up with with some of those like right. you didn't do that like you okay well out of respect for you um and through heavenly wisdom and discernment and all that you you chose not to do that and i think mm-hmm. as we you know as reading I don't know, this was a few months ago, I was preparing for a sermon and um, I ran across an article, I think it was either through the American Counseling Association or the American Psychological Association, but it was addressing uh, loneliness and isolation in our older adult population and how that had, that had gotten so much more pervasive since COVID. Yeah. And it is, it can be a challenge for a lot of reasons anyway. And so I think this conversation has helped me kind of process through more hmm. how how can I be on the lookout? Um, I was really intrigued to hear your mom's take on community yeah. and how that had been yes. so much a part of her because I had that in the back of my mind, that, that article that I read a few months ago. Hmm. And so I would say that is for whatever stage of life we're in, we have, we know somebody who is older than us. And so how can we be sensitive to the different milestones they're hitting along the way, like maybe failing health? Um, Mm -hmm. Certainly that could bring with it a loss of independence and how that can be really difficult. So if we could just have empathy and compassion for people in whatever stage of life they're in, because just like we're learning to do the stage of life we're in, they're learning to do the one they're in as well. And so maybe, maybe this brings to mind how we can continue to commend God's works one to another and how we do that through compassion and, and kindness and um, really just not in our own humanity and in our own feelings and emotions, not put something on someone else that really they're processing through their own, maybe just taking a moment like you did with your mom and thought, okay, I could say all these things, but wait a second. This is, Mm -hmm. it was one of those, I sense the trust of of the Lord that you have. So, Mm. so what else am I supposed to, you know, like, am I supposed to not trust? Like, that's beautiful. how, How would I not trust the Lord when I'm experiencing my parent? trusting the Lord. Sure. Like how, you know, which is beautiful. And yes, you know, in a, in a real life situation, you know, that is, that is how we commend the works of the Lord to one another. Those real life situations, you know, and uh, if we're not, or if we're, if we're acting in a way that says, I don't trust the Lord, well, that's, that's what we're going to teach our, our, our kids, you know? And so it's, it's really, I, I think it's really amazing that in those hard moments in her own life, facing, you know, hard decisions, she's still just as content and yeah. and assured, just trusting the Lord. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's that's really what it comes down to. And so yeah, ways. yeah. As I've been thinking about everything she shared, uh, there's a verse that came to mind that uh, it's funny that. I think there's connection between this verse and what Clint and Amy shared last two episodes, but this is from Psalm 92. Uh, The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. Mm. They'll grow like a cedar of Lebanon planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They'll stay fresh and green proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there's no wickedness in him. Ooh, that's perfect. Mm. 
feel like she really lives that out. Yeah. Even just like specifically just she's, uh, she is planted. She is rooted yeah. yes. in the house of the Lord. And I think that's the source of that trust you're talking about. Rooted, rooted was kind of where, what I was thinking, trying mm-hmm. to think of. Yeah. Yeah. And in the same way, you know, if she's rooted, why would I claim anything else? Mm. You know, why would I see it any differently? Mm-hmm. One of the other takeaways for me is as I, after this conversation and just considering all of the adults that we have in the Asbury family that have been so faithful for so many years, involved in so many ways. Mm -hmm. And I would not even begin to start naming because (laughs) there would be so many and I would leave out just by sheer humanity. I would leave somebody out because I wouldn't be able to call them to mind. But Mm. I just leave with a renewed gratitude for their faithfulness and their steadfastness in their service to the Lord and the ways that they do that so many times beyond behind the scenes that nobody sees. They don't make a big splash about, but they are consistent and they are steadfast and they are just so much a, a backbone. Our older adult population is so much a backbone, particularly in the body of Christ. Um, And it just gives me such encouragement to see again the multi-generational aspect of what the Lord is doing in our midst, because there is just so much we really can learn from one another. Mm -hmm. And Mm so I just am so grateful. I've just had faces and names of some of our adults. Um, I've been in traditional the last couple of weeks. And so I'm just, you know, fresh in, in thinking through just so many names and faces of I'm just faithful servants, faithful Mm -hmm. sons and daughters of the Lord Mm -hmm. doing the thing day in, day out. And what a testimony that is. And what a, what a powerful witness that is that we get to live in the, the fruit of their labors in ways that I've heard Callie say this before in ways that we do not deserve. Like Mm. we don't deserve to live into the fruitfulness that other people have sown, but we have. And so if we continue to take note and follow their example, then it, it continues, right? right? It continues. And I just, that is a really compelling thought to consider in how, this looks in the body of Christ and how we live this out from one stage to another. And, you know, the, the world, if you will, where if we look at it through that lens, we would probably lead through a standpoint of, okay, there's a deficit in there, that area. And that's something negative about this. And here's something that's wrong with this. But so much about the conversation, particularly with your mom, Nathan is more about, I hear the ways that we can bring honor and uh, point to, hey, I've heard you say this before, Nathan, let's let's assume the best in people, not the worst, you know, and certainly as those who are a part of the body of Christ, the bride of Christ, then then how do we how do we live that out in really tangible ways? What does that look like across the generations and across the stages of life? And I think that will really give great testimony to the Lord's faithfulness from her. It says now the real work begins. (laughs) 
Is she talking about editing? I guess so. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, anyway, Absolutely well, precious. Thank you for sharing her with yes. us. No, thank you all for, for being open to it. I think it was, it's always a, a, a tough subject, you know? Yeah. These last two weeks, I really just, more than anything, I wanted people to hear the the contentment in her voice yes. and the peace in her life and you know because of what it's meant to to my life of course and and my family and, um, but just to be able to to glean from that in what in some way yes. you know yeah um glory glory goes to god obviously yeah. absolutely yeah. well thanks for being a part of this wouldn't have missed it oh it's incredible yeah and i was gonna say thank you for inviting us in when i saw your text to us that that was the direction you were going. I just was prayerful going in. I thought this is going to be so good and rich. I just had no idea the depth of it. It's really blessed my heart. It really is a joy to, to get to do this with you guys. Yeah. And to share this and. Agreed. 100%. Yeah. All right. Well, next week we're on to gratitude to generosity. To generosity. I, I was I was trying to think of the G word, but yeah, gratitude to generosity, and uh, with Carl. Yeah, Carl. Carl Schoenholz. Thanks for joining us for today's conversation. Please send any thoughts or questions for us at podcast at weareasbury.com. If this or any episode has impacted your life, please give us a rating, share it on social media, or just text it to a friend. Thanks again for joining us as we live real life with each other, full life with God, and kingdom life on earth. See you next time.